having a coach, having a mastermind group, having people who you can be open and transparent with is so insanely valuable where they can help you get past your limiting beliefs and the corners you painted yourself into. The, the voice of the outsider sometimes can be incredibly powerful. We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Hey folks, welcome back to the e-commerce leader. Today we are in the middle of talking about double doubling, as Jason's put it so mysteriously, and I can let you into the secret what he meant is doubling your profits in remaining Q4, what's left of 2021, and then planning to double it again in 2022. Now that's quite the claim, and obviously neither Jason or I have a look at your books, your accounts. We can't say off the top of our heads whether you will be able to do that, but in many cases we've seen quite dramatic improvements in profit, not the old top line, but what remains in your pocket after your business expenses have all been paid. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Really important topic and I hope you catch the the fervor that Jason has for this topic and enjoy the show. So the other one you've mentioned, obviously, just coming back to your, your three-part framework, the profit habits framework. Mm-hmm. Sounds really cool. What's in that? Yeah, this has been an exercise of working through specific tactical strategies in e-commerce companies with people that are great habits that they can implement to benefit themselves in terms of their profit. And so the current list is 17, and it's a a booklet form, and we're going to do the whole workshop. I'll have videos and and instructional content and training on all of this by this, you know, next month. And so there's just, I honestly think there's just fantastic concepts here that people maybe have never heard about that absolutely can be implemented again in any size business and any strategy. I, I'm sort of a, a, a nerd on this stuff because to be completely, you know, transparent, I will, I would rather have all things being equal, you know, a $900,000 business where we have a great profit margin than a $9 million business where we have a low profit margin. I mean, think about the, the reality of running those two scenarios. So, for all of us, we, again, we've talked about this over and over. We're mesmerized by the top line. And, you know, to that guy's book, that's that, that's a mesmerizing idea. We all want to say we've got multi-million dollar, you know, businesses or whatever. But the truth is that doesn't pay the rent. It doesn't pay the mortgage. It doesn't feed the kids and get them to college. It, it, you know, the, the focus on optimization for profit is critical. So that's been my thinking and planning for a long time. I've read all the books on profit. 
optimization and strategy, even old weird ones from the eighties, you know, these books that have, you know, out of print, you won't find in Barnes and Noble or anymore like that. But I love that stuff. And this is uh, the, the, the near and dear teaching to my heart currently. And so, yeah, so that's, that's just as a tease, I guess you could say, watch for that training. We're going to do it as a, I think like a two and a half or three day workshop where we do special training. Zach's going to lead the way. I was so nervous, to be honest, <laughs> to share my 17 habits that I had come up with with Zach because he is just this financial master yeah. and very <laughs> successful. And I was thinking to myself, this guy's going to, you know, probably poke a lot of holes in this. And his response was really, really flattering. He came back and said, this is terrific. This is great. I'm rereading it for the third time. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> and, so, and so he's going to, though, he, but he's the expert, honestly, in, in finances. And he's mm. going to do the teaching. We'll co-teach, though. I'll do a couple sessions and probably kick it off. And then he'll do some real geek out, you know, sessions with people on optimizing for income. Uh, for profit it's interesting uh, what you were just explaining but one of the uh, people in a mastermind isn't just uh, an accountant he does some pretty sophisticated stuff and he's he earns quite a large amount of money in a, a day job or he has done in the past before his amazon business and so i know the feeling of standing in front of a financial expert and talking about finance the truth is though i think there's an incredibly fruitful dynamic if you set it up right between the financial experts who are very geared to sophisticated things and measurement mm -hmm. and, and an entrepreneur who's very very geared to not just the operational that's not coo thinking it's ceo it's like where are we going with this what what is right. what actually matters and then the sort of to your phrase horseshoes and hand grenades yeah. like how do i make more money appear in my account <laughs> mm -hmm. and keep it you know that simple primitive question mm -hmm. will drive a sophisticated person to come up with you know to force them to simplify their thoughts and then simplify them again to the point where you understand yeah sometimes sophisticated concepts are driven by quite simple needs. And yeah. I, I think there's incredibly fruitful conversations, I have to say, yeah. in my experience. So, so listen, Love where it. do people even start with these profit habits? You've got 17. I guess we haven't got time to do 17, but what, what are the starting points for doing it for yourself, do you think? Sure, yeah. No, happy to give the the first one on the profit habits list, which is also a perfect uh, setup for your end of your thinking as well. And, and that's the, the, the first profit habit is to um, run your business with a straightforward profit and loss statement that you look at monthly, quarterly, and annually with an eye towards profit optimization. So a P&L, if you use QuickBooks and you already have this done, you're like, oh, I do that. Okay, perfect. You already got habit number one on lockdown. If you hear that and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't really do that. I get something from my CPA quarterly. I don't really look at it. It doesn't make sense. The categories aren't like logical for my real business. They kind of just shoehorn stuff into some you know template they have you have a real problem and so that first habit is just ideal for people who want to take the initial first step and that that is a good p l and i would call you know a set of financials a, a p l balance sheet uh statement of cash flows those those would be your ceo level financials that somebody should be preparing for you and you should be looking at again monthly quarterly and annually and and so that's the first one now if you find yourself on November 7th, and here you are in the year, and you've got your P&L sorted out, and you know exactly how much top-line revenue you've made, and you know how much profit you have. You'll have done, if you're really super efficient in your system, you will have done your books through October. Right now, it's November 7th. So do you have a P&L that you're looking at? If you don't, you, you're not, it's not uncommon, but you're a little slow. If you have one by the middle of the month for the prior month, it's pretty typical. And so but let's say you look at it right now. 
the question is, could you do anything in the next seven weeks to double your profit? And maybe that's unrealistic. You know, maybe say, no, it's impossible. But could an amazing Black Friday to Cyber Monday and Christmas promotional event help you double your profit? Maybe you've got good sales for the year, but bad profit, but you've got a lot of inventory. And so you've got some cards to play. Maybe you haven't ever done any kind of promotion all year long. Maybe you've got a big email list. You've never sent one email. I don't I don't know what your situation is, but um, these are the things to think about. And so that question, again, to the, talk about the double doubling, yeah. is how do you look at that P&L and say to yourself, I could, you know, I, I could increase my profit by year end by 30%, 50%, 90%. I could yeah. double it. You know, what's possible? I don't know. On small numbers, it could be really easy, you know? Yeah. So I think you're right, people. If you again, it's the question, it's the the art of asking a simple, brutally simple question of a complex person or system. Mm-hmm. If you ask the question of your Amazon or whatever marketplace focused business, can you deliver more profit? Then often the answer is a lot bigger than you think because you will have underused assets. Because the, the biggest shortage most of us have is simply time and focus, and sometimes we overlook giant operational. Uh, sorry, giant opportunities. So one of the, the mastermind members we met in in London this last week, and one of them's come in, they've got 400,000 SKUs with a print, sort of print-on-demand business. It's very complex, and they're across Etsy, Amazon, and somewhere else, I think eBay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out he's got some probably at least tens of thousands of buyer emails. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he was wondering about, you know, how to increase the conversions on something. And we were all sitting there going, well, we could drive a lot of <laughs> reviews that way, a lot of reviews. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. would be business transformational. So if I had to sit down with him for a day, mm-hmm. um, this isn't something I normally offer, but I, maybe I should give him a ring and say, look, we should talk this through. I mean, I, I dare say we could at least on paper come up with a plan mm-hmm. to double his profits if he really, really went to town and if he had, you know, some luck on his side as well. So I, I think what you say... Mm-hmm. It, it often with a more complex business is more true than people think because in a complex business, you haven't got time to look at everything. So you don't. And then you have big opportunities just sitting there waiting for somebody to turn into money if they have that mindset. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. The other reality that you just described is so common, which is we paint ourselves into mental corners in our own business with our own numbers, with our own system. And mm-hmm. we say to ourselves, I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I'm, I'm, I'm painted into a corner. When someone else can come and look at our business and say, man, there's a million ways you can make this so much more profitable. And you're like, no, you don't understand. You're like, no, wait, actually, maybe I do understand. Maybe you're in a mental trap that you feel like you can't get out of. But the creative entrepreneur would say, what about this twist? What about that twist? And so having a coach, having a mastermind group, having people who you can be open and transparent with is so insanely valuable where they can help you get past your limiting beliefs and your, you know, the corners you painted yourself into where you just feel stuck, you feel trapped and you feel like there's no creative opportunity. The, 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 the voice of the outsider sometimes can be incredibly powerful. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, that's why I run the mastermind just to one of the little points you just made really important is that, oh, my business is different. For example, this guy is, you know, it's doing print on demand. Nobody else in the group is doing the exact same business model, but they're all selling on Amazon. Some of them sold on eBay in the past, but Mm -hmm. that, that is a terrible mental trap because a good CPA would just look at your numbers and say, well, okay, so this number is very unusually high. Can you get it down? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, then that falls to your bottom line. Mm -hmm. And okay, there's, you need an operational expert to answer the question, but at least 
a lot of the the basic questions in life are very very simple you know can you drive more traffic can you reduce mm-hmm. your cost of goods sold if not now then in in the future to your yeah. point yeah and i think you know having a, a list of people who have actually bought your product never mind they're in the market for similar products it is mm-hmm. an obvious asset and and it, nobody needs to be a rocket scientist to say there is obvious opportunity here so yeah. to your point I think this I'm special thinking can be a real trap. Like, oh, you don't understand my industry. And yeah. like, no, dude, people buy widgets and you buy them at another price or create them at another price. That's the essence of the business model. You know, I, I, I love it. I totally agree with you. It reminds me of one just little mental concept, which I've, I've reflected on over the years because I used to be a part of a really big system, multi-billion dollar you know, organizations and then million dollar organizations. And, and I was senior leader. And one of the things I observed was that the CEOs that I watched do really well, do, do a good job. They had their C- CFO, their chief financial person, just just really, really integrated and woven into their work and exercise. Many times it would be the CEO and the CFO who would bounce ideas. And, and in those contexts, what I saw was creative marketer or creative you know, person in the CEO role. And the finance person being the sort of truth teller, question asker, nudger, uh, prompter, who would say, well, what about this expense? What's this? Why would you spend all that money? And those tension points where someone is asking you the hard questions, if you're an entrepreneur, those tension points, that's where all the money falls to the bottom line in a positive, constructive way, because that's when you'll hear the voice of reason say, oh, you're right. We could do it a different way on either the upside or the on the cost setting side, you know, on the, on the top, you know, revenue growth or on the expense reduction. And those twists and changes are so fruitful. And I've seen that in massive companies and in a small kitchen table entrepreneur situations. It's the same dynamic. So there you go. So. Interesting. Yeah. And I've also seen that the, the most successful e-commerce business I've worked with so far has moved on into eight figures now and it had a, a CFO very integrated into his business yeah. operations and same, same thing. Wow. So that was habit one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other, other, <laughs> other tidbits for us in terms of how we actually, you know, action these, this philosophy. Well, I think we've covered pretty well the, the Cyber Monday, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday uh, year in work. We've talked about the profit habits a bit and teased sort of that out. And, and we'll just do an open loop on that conversation and leave it for, you know, this, this next month and, and ask people to, to look more for that later. The other thing I would just say is, you know, if you've, if you've got a mindset set to say, could I double my net profit by the end of the year? Then the other part of this conversation, the, the other doubling that I'm challenging people on, is to prepare themselves for doubling their profit. Now's the time to think about how would you do that? And so that's where you can be more strategic now. You know, you, you still only have, you know, less than two months before we're at January 1st. But the question is, what could you do starting January 1st to set the, the stage for next year's net profit to be exceptionally good and, and, and doubled? So you've got this year, to work on the double and you've got this you know upcoming year to to double and uh, that battle plan and strategy set is really really fun conversation to have with people it's interesting and i think there's huge opportunity there if we'll sit down and say to ourselves what did you know what worked in this current year and um, what didn't work and what can we add that's new and the, the book that is always my go-to for this stuff is uh, The Goal by Eliyahu Goldrate. 
famous business book and it's a, a parable type book. It's like a story type book, but it's the theory of constraints and business optimization focus. And he asks three questions, what to change, what to change to, and how to make the change. And those are masterwork questions in strategic planning and prepping yourself for doubling your profit in this upcoming year. And so there you have it. I mean, I, I think that's the, the thing that I would encourage people to really, you know, if you feel like this current year you're in is a dumpster fire and you messed everything up, fair enough. Okay, call it a dumpster fire. I don't care if it's not salvageable in any way. But you certainly can figure out how to get things sorted for 2022 as we record this, you know, this, this upcoming year. Yeah. Yeah, and th- there's another variation on that, which is extremely similar, but I'm not saying it's any better. And by the way, such a great book. When you recommended it several times, I went away and read it. I'm like, wow, this is so profound. I mean, it's such a great book. So yeah. totally, totally urge anyone who's serious about business books to, to read that. The simple version of the start, stop, and and keep list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are we going to start doing? What are we going to stop doing? By the way, can I just urge everyone out there who's like me, and I think it's m- most entrepreneurs, don't just add more to the start list without adding something to the stop list. That's that's incredibly easy to do. You end up with 500,000 products. I'm not quite, I've got one, one guy with 400,000. That's the record so far uh, in terms of my clients and, and, you know, multiple business, you know, sales channels and, and quite a yeah. few marketing channels, most of which do nothing for you, but spread your, you know, your mental focus to butter thinness and beyond. Mm-hmm. So this is mm-hmm. the main thing I would plea. Use the stop list. Butter, it's my main plea. <laughs> Please stop doing some that. stuff before you start doing others. Yeah, it's totally. Uh, so right it's so right and and it but it goes to our mindset which is to get further we have to do more Mm. but that's the tricky part about profit optimization to to optimize your profit you have two cards to play yes one is to do more but the other is actually to do less because when you eliminate expense when you you know eliminate headcount when you eliminate services when you eliminate things that you need to spend money on that all falls to the bottom line and that's the that's the game we're playing here when we focus on this stuff. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, fun stuff, huh? What a topic. Yeah, I love it. I, I think the this is one of those interesting situations, like almost like I was describing really in miniature, which is if you force a simple but really serious question, like how do I double the profits or how could I if we were gonna mm-hmm. do it? Mm-hmm. And then you put it to yourself and a team and a CFO, like you create a financially sophisticated answer. Mm-hmm. It forces you to do all sorts of good things yeah. and to think in a profound way. But it's a very simple question. But it, it's the right simple question, right? I think that's the other thing is, totally. is the art of asking yourself intelligent questions. Instead of like, how do I increase our Instagram followers or you know, for example, somebody who's fairly new, I was being asking away on my Facebook group to the point where I sent him a private PM and I said, let's have a chat about this. I don't know if he can afford to, to hire me and I'm not sure I would want to impose any more costs on him. We're like, oh, how do I make my PPC work such that I can sell 500 units a month of this thing at a profit? I'm like, hmm. Okay, so wh- why do you need to sell X units is my first question. And then secondly, what are you basing that on? And, you know, y- you start mm-hmm. to ask the questions that unravel stuff because yeah. people are asking wrong questions. Instead of that, I would ask, how do I make a profit this key for the inventory I've got? Because otherwise, you know, by the way, you're going to go broke. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's a question of, of asking intelligent questions, isn't it? And, yeah. and profit-focused totally. questions are always the ones. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, look, big, big topics. One, what's one big idea then to simplify this down that you can encourage people to look at before year end? Because obviously people are very focused on this year right now at this stage in, in the rhythm of the year. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing to focus on right now, it would be a comprehensive um, end of year campaign strategy for Black Friday to Cyber Monday through Giving Tuesday and or Christmas time event. That work right now, if there's anything that's absolutely top of mind, I would say getting that on lockdown is 100%. This is the season to, to do that. And, and that's obvious, but you, you know, everyone is, you know, three weeks before Black Friday to Cyber Monday thinking, what do I do for Black Friday to Cyber Monday? I would just encourage you to get a, a strategy. Go listen to our prior podcast on that. And then I would also just challenge everyone, block out time on your calendar, book yourself an hour a week, or maybe an afternoon, you know, where you've got time to reflect, to find questions to ask yourself and to go through this you know, three bucket, uh, you know, framework, what's my year in campaigning look like and how can it impact my, you know, profit? What's my 2022 or this upcoming prior, you know, this upcoming year planning look like and how can I double profit? And then in general, what are my profit habits? What, what, what list of actions or activities can I implement in my business to help me succeed at these things? And, and I think scheduling yourself that time is probably the most valuable time you could ever put in your calendar. And there's not, there's nothing that would be more valuable than that in my view. So that's, that's my biggest uh, encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that. And the only thing I'd add to that particular thought is block out time with your um, CPA or accountant mm-hmm. if you don't yeah. have a CFO yet. And if yeah. you're big enough as well, I would consider getting a fractional CFO. I'm an old mm-hmm. chief financial officer or financial director of you in this side of the pond. I mean, a lot of people get to mid mid seven figures without one. And that feels yeah. dangerous to me. Like, I don't know anyone successfully has got into eight figures without that integrated, as you said, that very integrated into the business. So the big decisions yeah. always have a marketing angle, a strategy angle and a financial angle and as you say that collision of worlds is is where the magic happens the only thing i would add to that really in terms of end of year strategies is more almost tactical really but i would suggest that you think strongly about repricing in an intelligent way that takes account Mm -hmm. of your stock because Mm -hmm. there is a lot more profit to be had and a lot more price flexibility even with the old amazon marketplace that everyone assumes is ultra price sensitive turns Mm -hmm. out sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't one of our probably pretty close to eight figure sellers in newton dollar terms has been very obsessive with this recently there's a very good software that I've we've teamed up with and actually the podcast sponsors Eva, E-V-A, to be found at eva.guru. They're very, very good at automating that process, not only for resellers, which I know is quite a big and growing part of, of, of the audiences you work with, Jason. So retail ARB, online ARB, wholesale sources, but also for private label, they can handle both situations in terms of setting a price intelligently. And if you have any kind of catalog, even above, say, 20 SKUs, 20 product lines, Trying to manually do that is is basically becomes a full-time job for somebody. And if you're the only person in your business, then that's just not possible because you already have a full-time job. So I would I would encourage anyone to at least check that out. A very, very good system and very, totally. very effective. For yeah. Amazon sellers only at the moment, they're going to be broadening it across more marketplaces mm-hmm. as, as time goes. So I don't know what the Shopify equivalent is, but you know, yeah. setting up systems and using automation intelligently can also really, really help. It's called Delirious Profit. It's a great app. We have clients okay, that use so. it and it is super cool to have installed in your site and to look at once you get it set up in your shopify store you literally get addicted to looking at delirious profit so it's a great app for that i'll also just comment that as it happens we are kyle and i are 
beginning to set up the process for a fractional CFO, virtual CFO role that, in fact, we already have sort of um, with, with a, a couple clients, this conversation underway. And it's actually Zach is going to help us pioneer that consulting work in our business. So he's he's prior CPA or current CPA and, and a wonderful guy and, and expert e-commerce operator. And so he's, uh, yeah, we're going to start to work through with a few clients, a select set of clients, this idea of having a, a virtual CFO that can do a lot of what we're talking about in terms of speaking into the business. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds very, very cool, man. I'm definitely so sold on the value of that. Like every single time that yep. somebody talks to an accountant about their business is likely to make it safer, mm-hmm. if not probably just better <laughs> overall. One question for you then. I mean, obviously, you've you flagged up that you've got this workshop coming up with Zach, I think it is, mm-hmm. where you're going through the profit habits. Yep. How do people get hold of that? Is it already bookable or how do people find out more? If not, We don't have the sales page up yet, but we will have info rollout over the next few weeks. We will, I guess, probably be on our email list is the best way Mm. or be following uh, us on on Facebook and you'll hear about it. We'll be doing our best to get the word out. And so it it will be a a fun workshop and we're going to try to make it really accessible to everybody. You'll get all of the trainings and, and the whole thing. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Simple mechanics. How do people get onto the email list? They go to winningonshopify.com or what? Where, where's the best place? Winningonshopify.com is the place to sign up for the email. The e-commerce leader is also the place to follow this, uh, this podcast and all of the work that we do. And yeah, we'll go from there in terms of getting it in front of people over the next few weeks. Amazing. Well, yeah, that sounds like a, a super powerful session to be part of. Uh, I, I really so sold on this stuff. Uh, there's, we've kind of dive down a few rabbit holes but i think we've stuck within the the basic topic i mean it is a deep thought-provoking topic and you certainly you're a good person at provoking profound thoughts which is i think really important really over i think people underestimate how important this is it's not just operational stuff it it really isn't not when you're getting into seven and trying to push for eight figures particularly so can you summarize your your thoughts and a couple of takeaways for people watching and listening Yeah, absolutely. To restate the top of the show info, we've entered a very special time of year right now. I call it the double doubling season. And it's the opportunity to focus on year end results in terms of net profit, and even pushing to double your profit by the end of the year, it's still possible. It's still an opportunity for us. And we have the opportunity to plan effectively for the upcoming year. So it's a really, really powerful time of year to optimize your business. And it would really challenge you to do that. The big ways to do that are focus on your year-end campaigning work for Black Friday to Cyber Monday and any holiday promotions to close out this year. And then, of course, think through your strategic plan for the upcoming year as well and layer into that your profit habits, things that you know you can do to be more profitable in your business. And uh, that will serve you really, really well for current year for the upcoming year and for, of course, years to come. There you go. Amazing. That's uh, powerful stuff, man. And and what I think is interesting is that the mental habits, talking about ruts, those are the mental grooves that we we repeatedly create, become habits, become habits of thought, which I think is so much more portable, if you like, than the very operational focus that we all fall into. Because who knows what Shopify may not exist in 10 years' time, and Amazon may have shut down its third-party seller marketplace. It didn't exist more than, what, 15 years ago. But these habits of, of thought are very transferable, and I think that's really, really powerful. Nobody can take that away from us as entrepreneurs, and I think that's a super powerful thing to give people. 
Yeah, totally agree, man. All right, wonderful show. Thanks. Thanks for it. It's just been an honor. I'll do a little uh, final commentary here. If you're liking the show, we'd love to have you go check out prior episodes we talked about where we talked about the Black Friday to Cyber Monday uh, strategy, day parting plan, and other strategic conversations we've had uh, related to annual planning. So feel free to go check those out. Of course, we'd love your highest and best review on your podcast listener tool of choice. Spotify has been particularly cool lately with people opting in and and subscribing to the show, following the show. So we'd love to have you do that, whatever device you're using to uh, consume the show. Feel free to give us whatever kind of review or subscribership or like or comment you can, (laughs) however it works. And uh, we'd be incredibly grateful for it. With that, Michael, thank you, sir. It's always an honor. Likewise. Yeah. Always thought provoking. Definitely. Very, very interesting conversation. Thanks so much. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.